from Quite the Thing Media. Hi everybody, I am Jack Sean, this is quite the interview, the podcast where I ask questions that might have literally never been asked before. Just before we start, I'd like to give a quick shout out to Captivate, our host, Squadcast, where we are recording this and the interview was arranged on matchmaker.fm. Today I am speaking to Angie from Too Old For This Shit, a podcast about misfits, human nature and relationships. How are you, Angie? You okay? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. We always makes me let me laugh to hear people saying the name. Um, I like it with your accent. That's quite funny. Can you say it again? Yeah, uh, too old for this shit. <laughs> this is good. But it's shit. Love it. Love it. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> right. Obviously, I'm from Scotland, and uh-huh. I don't like my accent. But it does appear that quite a lot of people around the world are quite keen on it so it's good to know that it's not just all in my head that I hate listening to myself but tell us a little bit about yourself your podcast and then we will get into your topics today which are language mixed in with a little bit of dating yeah, so um, so I'm Angie, and I've got this uh, podcast called Tool for This Shit, and it's um, it's interview based mostly. Probably ninety eight percent of the episodes are interviews, um, and where I get basically people on to basically for me to learn about something usually because that's one of the reasons why I started the podcast was because I woke up one day and I was just like. I mean, it's, probably, it's a longer story, so I'm not going to bore you with it, but I literally <laughs> looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, I'm too old for this shit. You know when you have like this realization? <laughs> and the thing is, I'm, the thing is, I never learned. So the effect fell only on me, right? And I, you know, and I was thinking, how come I don't know those things and I'm over 40? I should have known these like when I was 18. So that was kind of the premise of it. And then I basically reached out and put some posts out on social media and that's how I started. And then I started also to contact uh, different experts on, yeah. So that I have anyone from like sex workers to doctors, couples therapists, to people on mental health, because that's quite important to me. Um, yeah, all, all this kind of stuff. Also women who escape from um, cults in the US, you know, those fundamental questions out there. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, Yeah, so their stories was really interesting. But yeah, the f- fundamental questions are a bit scary to me. So there you go. Did you say you were over 40? Yeah, I'm 42. I'm going to be 42 this year. We're recording on video, and you don't look any... Honestly, I thought you were about 28. I swear to God. Listen, it's <laughs> listening to, to all these Scottish and Irish accents. <laughs> Keeps you young. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Like, I can totally agree with that. I'm, I'm 36 myself, probably look older, but I'm bald, as you can see. Uh, people that know me know what I look like, obviously. But, yes, I wake up quite a lot and think to myself, I am too old for this shit. So it's a really good premise for the podcast. I really um, I really think you've sort of hit the nail on the head, as well as having a bit of a laugh. You're covering these sort of pretty serious subjects as well. And uh, mental health, I suppose. Um, I've suffered terrible mental health for many years, you know, up and down, up and down since I was 17. So um, I can totally understand that and we're living in a society nowadays where we're a lot more open and um, my full-time job, like the job where I actually make money, not on here, obviously. Um, I work in 
I don't work in mental health, but I work putting support plans in place for people with disabilities and about half of our clients basically um, come to us with with mental health difficulties and that has definitely peaked. Is it something that's pretty close to your heart? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 it's definitely something that I'm acutely aware of. I mean, you know, I've had nervous breakdown, you know, anxiety, panic attacks, you name it. Um, and last year, actually, um, I don't know if it was lockdown, lockdown 2.0 or 3.0, uh, one of those, it just sort of like hit me sideways and, um, and, and yeah, and, and I had to get help. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely something that is really important to me. And I, and I think a lot, cause a lot of the topics I actually do cover, um, can be quite serious, but it, it is like with a, with a humor to it, you know, because, um, I find that humor, that's how you digest things easier, but yeah, mental health is really important to me. And I always know that, I don't know if you feel the same Jack, but I feel that once you've had it, you can, and once you get better, you know that you only a couple of decisions, bad decisions away from it happening again. You know, a couple of events. Like it's, we never kind of, no, that's maybe not a couple of events, but it's like you just, the feeling is that you know that you are never kind of fully sheltered from it. It could happen again. And it's kind of, it's, it's that it was a very humbling effect on me the first time I completely came apart. Um, and so, yeah, and, and I think it's very important. And, and 2020 has definitely, facilitated uh the removal of the taboo of it i think a lot of more people are a lot more understanding of when you say you're having a bad day it's totally fine to say it now um yeah that is definitely important yeah i totally understand that like if i think back to my first real bout of it like, i never really got anxiety until about two or three years ago like but a real bad depression for years you know the first time you get it the very first time the fear that it's never going to end is the thing that I never want to go back to. Don't get me wrong, I get bouts of depression, up and down, up and down, it happens. And you're right, you are just a week away from it, a day away from it at all times, I think. And it's about trying to trying to stay on top of things, you know, like talk, right? That is what everybody says, and I am 100%. Yes, talk to your friends if you can, but never rule out professional help. Professionals are there because they're professionals, and that's what they've went to college, university, X, Y, Z. They have studied this for years so that they can then offer professional advice. I don't want to get too deep into it before we <laughs> before we start, but yeah, never rule out professional help. Would no, be no, it. but I, I agree, and I think I don't know if it's the same in Scotland, but you know we have NHS. Uh, so I'm based in London, so we have NHS, and I gotta say, like it has really saved me. And like last year, they put things in place for COVID. And so um, I was expressly rushed to get help. <laughs> I mean, I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm like, I think it's important to say, but like, and um, and I was really um, amazed at how fast it was. And I, and I, I mean, I really needed it. And so when you speak to a professional, I think one, you feel like you're not going to be judged as easily, uh, but two, also they can handle it. Like you said, they're trained. I think friends is good to be social. You know, for me, I need that nurturing of being having friends and see them in real life. Hence why the lockdowns were really difficult after a while. But it's the, that's it. It's that you cannot really put that on friends. Sometimes it's too much. You have to know people's lanes, right? And the professionals, they can take it. Your friends may not, they'll feel disempowered. Everybody's got a role in life, you know, and they might be a parent. They might be a child, they might be a wife, they might be a husband, they might be a, a doctor. They've got roles and your friends should be your friends and you should be having a laugh, you should be X, Y and Z. And, and, but if you get them in a one-to-one -one situation, yeah, 
share how you're feeling, but don't expect. This is just a, again, this is a non-professional opinion coming from me. Don't expect that to to short things. Like, don't expect that. Just to, oh, I'll speak to my friend Barry, and he'll say, "You're all right, mate," and tap me in the shoulder and and buy me a drink. Right, okay, that's nice, and I'll feel better then. But that's not that's not going to solve uh, no, the underlying issues. No, yeah, it's exactly yeah. what you said. It's the expectation because if you expect them to to be a fix and it doesn't, it's going to make you feel doubly as bad. But right? you are you opening yourself up to it, not actually helping at all. And you don't want to put the guilt onto your friend no. either, because if your friend can't help, they might feel that they're guilty for not being able to get you out of a a bad situation the way you're feeling. So. Right, a little bit less serious stuff, Angie. You've <laughs> no, I put it, it down. I put it down. <laughs> no, no. Like I, I could speak about it. I could speak about it all days because it is very sort of personal to me and personal to a lot of people that I know as well. You know, um, I ask guests to pick a subject. You've kind of picked a couple. Um, you pick language because people might have figured out by now that your accent, English, is not your first language. And you picked dating as well. What, why did you pick language? And then are you an expert on dating? Is it something you've done a lot of? You know, you... Um, Okay, so dating, because actually I talk about it a lot in my podcast because I can't figure this all stuff out. Like love, relationship, falling in love, lust, whatever, all of this stuff. I'm like, I, I'm trying to figure it out. I want to get better. So it's like, it's a topic I, you know, I, I love talking about. And language, I guess, that's sort of like the first one I, I thought of just because I'm... Um, I guess I've never been, wherever I've lived, I've never been from that place usually. You know, I'm like, I've always kind of been a foreigner. So I've always, any language I, you know. So, but and English is actually, um, it's not the first language I learned. And when I first came here to England, I made so many uh, mistakes, which I actually ended up using in stand-up comedy years and years later when I did that. So it's like, I used to, I mean, I've said, listen, I called someone cunt for a year. And I didn't even know I was doing it. <laughs> yeah, it was like, I, I, I want to say he was Scottish. This was, I was nice to work in a nightclub when I first came to London. And this was, this guy was built like a killing machine. You know, he did, he was a martial art pro. He was like one of those like old school security guys that actually knows how to, to fight and, or to, you know, dissolve situations. And he didn't drink, which to me, that's even more frightening. Like, you know, like that's like a proper killing machine. And his name, I think from memory was Conrad, but he had like a nickname. And he said to me, oh, you can just call me. And it was in his very strong accent. And he said, you can just call me. And I can't do the accent. But he said, call me Con. And I went, oh, can't. And he was like, no, can't. I was like, oh, can't. And then he just left it like that. And no one said <laughs> anything. I worked there for 10 months, okay? I did not know until, you know, I think like this was my first year in London. Until eventually I, I, I realized what I'd said. And I was like, oh, Oh, okay. I called him cut for yeah. But obviously he knew uh that I didn't mean it, but Yeah. If he was Scottish, don't worry about it in Scotland, especially <laughs> where I come from in Glasgow, cunt means lots of different things. It can really be a term of endearment. <laughs> I guess between guys, right? I'm sure you yeah, guys yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like after a few drinks I have said about a few of my friends, I love that cunt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally love that. He's such a good cunt. <laughs> but it really depends on the the sort of inflection of where it goes. Yeah, so, but Liz, I was always smiling. Yeah, so well, he that is it. <laughs> Whereas if you say he's a rotten cunt, kind of goes down a bit. He's a rotten cunt. 
He's a good cunt. Ah, so if I go up, can't? It's fine, but can't. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong, I don't like the vocal fry that the Kardashians use when it goes up the way. It's not like that. It's just, I suppose my ear will be used to it being from Scotland. You can just tell when somebody uses that word whether or not it's positive or negative. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like when we say bitch, that bit, it can be really endearing, you know. I can say with a lot of love. Oh, with a lot of anger. It depends. Yeah. I call my <laughs> like th- this is going to this might make me sound horrible, but I call my girlfriend bitch quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like you have a lot. You have you have a, a lot of dinners to pay for her. Don't you? A lot of meals to make up for that. Yeah. But she called me a cunt quite a lot, so it's kind of it's back and forth. You know. <laughs> yeah. But this is why I don't think comedy should ever be transcribed because sense of humor. No. You know, unless you're a really good writer, you cannot because people would be arrested left, right, and said and cancelled all the time. So, no. <laughs> dating then, you speak about dating quite a lot. Mm, yeah. I've been lucky. Never been a big dater. Had a long term relationship when I was younger. Split up, lived the single life, and then basically met my now girlfriend. She used to work in the bar that I used to drink in. So, met her there, didn't need to go on dates. So, I've never really. Been a big data. Wow. Yeah, but I've never really. No, it's never been a thing like that whole. We'll cover some of the questions later on, but dressing up, kidding on to be Mr. Nice, Mr. Oh, look at me with my nice shirt and tie on. Like it's almost. I don't know. We'll, we'll come to it later, but what, what, why did you pick dating? Is it something that you have failed at, Angie? I don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just asking. Well, well, that's the thing is that you obviously you're good at relationships. So I'm clearly because I I date a lot. So I'm clearly rubbish at relationship. Because if I was good at it, I wouldn't be dating right now. Does that make sense? Like so. Uh, oh, I just don't know how to pick. Um, you know, one of those. So yeah, dating. I think it's really interesting because I, I it is hard to know because there's so many different. You know, I don't. I hate that word, quote unquote, gurus out there. You know, who say what you should do and shouldn't do. But other times, it sort of ticks away with what's actually natural. But then you have to. So I think it's very much like it's it's this big mystery sometimes of everyone has picked up some knowledge from a one YouTuber or for another book or from a TED talk, and we're all blending all this mixed match of knowledge, and then we date each other, and it doesn't. Do you know what I mean? We're all coming from very different premise. I don't know. It just it feels like. I mean, I'm having a great time. I'm loving dating now because I'm just like, I'm just, you know, whatever. Uh, but it is, yeah, I, I think it's more the relationship part that's really difficult. Uh, dating is is kind of easy. But relationship is where we all come with our different opinions on how things should be done or, or what we think is right. Or Well, I'm obviously the opposite. I think that relationships, I'm not saying they're easy, but you can work in them, you can figure them out. You have time to take a step back and look at things overarching whereas a, a date literally dating you're in you're out one hour two hours and then you go home and you go fuck maybe it's my maybe it's my mental health issues that i just i hated not not a fan like really didn't like it do you lean in for that kiss do you i don't know do you, i hated the whole i hate the whole premise of it to be honest with you I think it's more fun for women than men. I wouldn't want to be a man and and taking women out uh, because, you know, 
uh, also with that with the whole feminist movement you just don't know is she going to be offended if i try and if i want to treat her to a male but, i mean there's all this kind of stuff we don't know now so i do i do feel compassion for guys not all of them but you know most of them so yeah some guys are dickheads like don't get me wrong yeah. but some women too some women are dickheads as well yeah <laughs> no doubt about it <laughs> <laughs> have you got a have you got a favorite joke about language dating or just a favourite joke in general just to, I was going to say break the ice but we've been speaking for 15 minutes now so I don't think you need to do that No, I, do not. I have tons of like com- comedians that I love but I don't have like a favourite joke, uh, it's really hard because I just, I love comedy so I love many many jokes. You mentioned stand up, is that something that you have done in the past then? Yeah, this is years ago, it's like a different life but I was, I think we're from like around I want to say 27 to 30 year old um I did that um because I used to do acting and then I got fed up of waiting for someone to give me a job basically you know (laughs) um and so I was like I'll just write my own thing I was like fuck it and so I did and I loved it I love the I love the the industry I carried on working in it but uh, after I quit, but like as the, as the the woman who sells the tickets and who's like security at the comedy club uh, locally, so uh, so I did that for five years. I love comedians. I love comedy, so I, I watch it all the time. But yeah, I, I did that. Right. Okay. And before we get into the uh, the questions that I came up with, what thirty minutes ago, what do you think everybody thinks they know about dating? Is there a top three things that people think right? One, two, three, that's what you do. One, definitely, like, you know, dress, you know, look your best. Have a shower, yeah. Yeah, have a shave, you know, have a shower would be nice. Uh, Brush your teeth, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, Definitely, you know, look your best. Uh, Arrive in a good mood, although that's not always uh, people's MI, but arrive in a good mood. And the third thing, huh, um, I think that's the bit, like, when no one really knows, it's like, oh, especially for a man, like, you know, am I, am I treating her for the evening? You know, am I taking her out for dinner? Am I buying the drinks? Am I, like you said, am I leaning in focus? I think to me now is like, I, I just want to enjoy myself. Like it's, it's about having a good time now because otherwise it becomes so serious. Some people are there for an interview and I'm, I just kind of want to get to know someone's energy, you know? The most, I'm going to say the most successful day I was ever on. It was one of the only ones I've ever been on. I was that nervous, right, because, like, I've kind of got a, a face like a, a melted welly boot, you know, it's kind of, it's not great. Yeah, you're, you're very hard on yourself, because that is not what I'm seeing, okay, <laughs> so, you know. The girl that I'd asked out, asked her out over Snapchat, because I was too I was too scared to do it, so I sent her a Snapchat, saying, do you want to go for a date? She said, yeah, cool. So I met her, I knew she was kind of into... I'm going to call it weird shit, like wacky shit, like Buddhism, spirits, shit like that, like stuff that I have no interest in. So I really never got the whole situation. So I took little, I wrote down wee daft questions on a card and every now and again, if the conversation was run dry, I whipped out a card and just gave it. And she loved this, right? And she was answering all the questions and we went a walk and I ended up buying a colouring book out of a local shop and we went and we got the felt tip pens out and she started colouring stuff in. And for some reason, it just worked. That was good. But that is the only time that I've had any success in inverted commas was when I actually put in a bit of effort, whereas just turning up 
being me. <laughs> but, you, but, you, but you know what you did is because you made it custom to her. It felt really like if it's, it's really cute. Does that mean it's like you, you know some people you know you you can go with a template. You know they'll do the same thing, the same bar, do the same thing, say the same thing, ask the same questions. Whereas you know you're kind of where you felt like you know that that side of you that was like well I don't know anything about spirits and meditation. Let me just do a little think about what questions to ask. And that felt like you put in the effort, you know, and it's kind of funny because you actually pass on the card and then you buy a coloring book. I mean, that's something she's not going to forget. And I think that's the point, isn't it? I think when dating or anything is about in life is to pick up as many ex- memories as you can as possible and to leave a nice impression, you know, the, how did you make the, someone feel, you know, that's very important. I kind of thought at the same time, we used to work in the same office. So it wasn't like I didn't know her at all. And then I was just creeping about her social media to find out what she liked. She was quite open about it, so um, I wasn't doing recon on the on the fly, basically. <laughs> you know, like it wasn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> recon, I like that. <laughs> I mean, it is it is a, is a war field that war zone out there sometimes. So recon, <laughs> a bit, yeah. recon is yeah. the right word, yeah. <laughs> right, we'll move on to the questions. Okay, you obviously speak multiple languages, I don't know how many, I speak one. Do you think everybody should just be taught sign language at school and then that would be worldwide? Easy peasy. So that would be quite, it would be quite nice if we could learn sign languages because especially when you're out in in a really noisy environment, if you go to a concert or a club, I can't even hear myself think sometimes. So if you could just like whip out a few signs, you know, that would be so much easier. Uh, but Sign languages, do you know there's different sign languages for different languages? Yeah, there's BSL, ASL, there's, yeah, there are different. Different ones, yeah, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. I just know how to say bullshit. It's one of, I think it's like this, like, yes. this actually looks I'm like I'm doing bull. it as well. Yeah. <laughs> so you, get the, you get the horns and then you put your arms together and you shoot out the back like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that must be like the the one thing that sort of everybody knows, yeah. Yeah, bullshit, for sure. Do you think there is a term in sign language for where are you? Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't think so because you can't because they have to see you. That's the only thing with sign languages, right? Unless you can do it on your phone and do FaceTime now, where are you? Whatever and you do your hand sign <laughs> sign is and good, then they'll yeah. say back they'll say back, you know, I'm at the bar. I'm here. I'm at the bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I do remember years and years ago being I think we were in Holland and Amsterdam. Um, I used to smoke a bit of grass when I was much, much younger. We were in there and ended up sitting beside somebody who was deaf and they had a notepad with them at the time and we sat and we had a conversation all night just writing to each other. It was amazing. It was fun. Wow, okay. Oh, I like that. Plus, it made it easier because, like you said, it's, it's a loud environment, yeah. He just brought out pen, paper, and that was us all night just... Just back and forth, man. It was really fun. Why does nobody like the letter X? See, I, I, I didn't even know that people did like the letter X. What's wrong with X? Is that something I have I've missed in the news or something? No, no, no. It's it's not that people don't like it. It's that it's not in a lot of words, is it? It's more a maths term or a kiss, and it's the only it's the only time you really use it. What what's your what's your native language? Uh, it will be French. Do they use X a lot? Is it in a lot of words? Or is it a little bit of a, a black sheep? You're right. I don't think there isn't a lot of words. I mean, 
other than like in English, you know, exercise like exercise and it especially does not come at the beginning of words. No, and it's usually like a bad word. It'll be like xenophobia, you know, that kind of stuff. Or Xerox, you know, the machine, uh, which is not necessarily a bad thing. But yeah, you know, it's really, yeah, it's not really used. If you like gravy, then you've got oxo for an oxo. Oh, yeah, you got oxo. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Ox, just a big, massive animal. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's not really used. I don't know if it's because it's, it's not even that hard to pronounce, is it? X. Maybe it would be quite draining if it was in too many words. It's not hard to pronounce the single letter, but when it's in a word, it's very rarely, it very rarely makes the X sound. Xenophobia is a Z sound at the beginning of X. A xylophone is a Z. Why not just, why not get rid of X and just put Z in? And then you would get ozo cubes and oz, big animal. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I always say X, I think. I say ox. No, I don't know what I say. Xen xenophobia, xylophone, when it comes to the beginning of a word, it's definitely a Z. Okay. I didn't know that. I can't think of anything else. <laughs> yeah. Xylophone, xenophobia, X-ray, but then you're just, that's that's not even a word. Yeah, that's got a hyphen in it, that doesn't count. We'll move on to dating a little bit, and the dating world has obviously changed quite a lot. The last, I don't know, five, I don't know, I've not dated for a long time, but Tinder, for example, has been a massive thing. Catfish as a programme on MTV. Don't know if you're aware of it, where people create fake online personas. I'm obsessed with the podcast, Catfish Podcast. Right, okay. How many times do you think that two catfish have arranged a Tinder date, both turned up and then just left because, well, they didn't recognise each other? Is <laughs> that know, a common I, thing, do you think? You no, know, I think, because I, the thing with the catfish, they never show up unless they pretend to be someone else, they pretend to be the sister or the, you know, there's, there's, there are stories like that out there. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I mean, can you bullshit a bullshitter? I would say yes. I'm sure there's like catfishes out there who, I don't know, maybe they'd be able to sniff each other out. They would know that they're catfish. I don't know. But that would be good karma. That would be like, you know, how, not good karma, but it's like, you know how karma is a bitch and she always shows up and that would be a bad time if it was two catfish, you know what I mean? Like uh, doing that, yeah. Yeah, I suppose, like, nowadays you can kind of drag a picture into Google image search and it reverse images it, like they do, yeah. I think, my girlfriend watches Catfish, so I have seen little bits of it, they do that every now and again and it reverse and you know, I, things I do, I, I do it now, I don't know, I right, learned okay. it, okay. it on the Catfish podcast when I do online, and I'll tell you why, uh, because, well, I only do it if I can find. This is this is why I do it. Maybe some people are going to think it's freaky. But as a woman, when I go online dating, and it's in you know before I meet, I have like a chat on the phone, and I like to know that whoever I'm speaking with is who I'm speaking with. So if they say hi, I'm Bob. I'm a carpenter. I'm like, that's better be saying that on your LinkedIn or your Facebook. And I want to, you know, it's like it's more like I want to. The first thing is, is this your name? Two. Uh, are you married? Because I need. Sometimes you'd be surprised. Like people on there, they're married. They have girlfriends. They don't tell you, or they, or they're still living with their ex-wife. You know, there's is weird stuff. Um. So, but yeah, but if you can't find anything, because sometimes you don't have information. You know, if you haven't, they haven't said much. You can do reverse Google search, and um, I found that this guy had lied about five years on his age, which I don't care. I w I'm still interested, but I'm like, that's interesting that men lie about their age. See, normally I would. I would have thought that that was more of something that a woman would do because when it comes to men, 
it's never really mattered how old we are. Well, maybe he said maybe he was hoping he'd get someone younger. Um, interestingly enough, actually, I did check. I was like, I looked at my preferences on Hinge, and I was like, actually, had he not lied about his age, he wouldn't have come up in my search. Yeah, and I'm actually glad that he came up. But obviously, I don't know, and he hasn't told me yet. I know that he's lied about his age, but he doesn't know that I know. And so, and how long do you keep that going? Like, say, say I turned up to meet you, Angie, and I said, I am twenty-eight. <laughs> I have lots of hair, and I turn up. Right, okay, you can obviously see I don't have hair, but how long into that relationship, if it becomes serious, do I then turn to you and say, look, I lied on day one, I'm really 36? You know what? Uh, I don't even think that you have to even say it that way. I, I think, like, for me, because he hasn't said it, because it's on the, on the profile, it says the age, right? Right, okay. So I would expect, like, let's say, because obviously the person may get embarrassed, especially if they start to like you and you go on a few dates. I want to, I'm not going to say anything, but I want to hear, I want to find out when he's going to say drop, you know, like just drop his age, let say 37 uh, instead of 27, for example. That's not, that's not his age because I, I don't date younger. But um, so I want to hear, and then he may just say it in passing, or, you know, I'm, I'm that age. And I, you know, I may or may not bring up our, well, I probably would. I'm like, oh, I thought I thought they said they said. Uh, <laughs> you know, I want to hear that. But if in person, if he says, if he lies about his age, that maybe whatever, maybe I've got the wrong information. I don't know. But I kind of want to see. To me, it's more like I want to see. Once you get to know me, are you going to be? Are you going to keep lying about your age? Or are you going to be truthful? That's kind of what I want to see a little bit. How how young how young do you go on your? Oh, I only go older. I only go older. Thirty nine. That's my new philosophy. So I'm 42. So I, I like you know, from I kind of like them to be 49 to 55. That's what I look at. So now to 57. Yeah. I mean, um, I consider like younger, but I feel like now is weird. I feel like because um, all my you know my previous relationship they've either be the same age or maybe a year or two younger or maybe a couple of years older. And now I feel like it's young now. And I look at that, I can't help it. I feel like it's young. And I'm really enjoying dating um, slightly older men. And it's nice to be the young, it's nice to be the young one. <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to be this age for a long time. Do you know what I mean? So I may as well enjoy it. Yeah. That is the thing about time. It keeps going forward, unfortunately. Have you ever been have you ever been ghosted? No, but see, everyone has different definition of a ghosted. So for me, ghosted, it would be like you're actually in a relationship and all of a sudden that person disappears like as if they're dead. So that hasn't happened to me. But I think uh, people sort of like fading out. Yeah, I fade out as well. Like if I'm not interested, I'll just fade out. Uh, like, you know, if after the first date or the second date, I may, if they ask to meet up, I will say, you know, I just didn't, you know, I really enjoyed our time, but I didn't, I don't see any romantic connection. Um but though I mean, yeah, not everyone's interested in having a second date with me. I know it's shocking, but no, <laughs> no, no we call that ghosted because there is nothing to ghost. There's no relationship. I think it's ghosted is a problem when you actually have been dating for a little while or you're full on relationship. I've got a slightly different view on that. I think ghosting is when you're having like a maybe a, a really good back and forth with somebody, even without going on a date, and then boom, it ends, and then you don't hear from them, whatever. So. There's similarities there, and what I was thinking was because you've obviously increased your age, do you think that 
you've ever been ghosted because somebody has likely just died? Well, listen, the likelihood of it happening with the guys I'm dating is, is pretty high. They could have a heart attack the next day. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean, obviously, I'm not, I'm, you know, it's, I mean, it's only like, you know, seven, ten years older. It's not, it's not that big. It's not because I don't see them as old. And they, they would, but yeah, it would be quite, I'm sure, do you know, I'm sure it's happened. It's like that, <laughs> that thing on Sex in the City when Miranda, I don't know if you've seen that episode, I know the show you're talking about, but I've never watched an episode of it. Yeah. Well, this is like, it's like a classic episode where uh Miranda, I think she sleeps with this guy that she's dating or whatnot, and then he just disappears, goes a a wall, and then she ends up like leaving really angry voice. If I remember correctly, <laughs> leaving really angry voice messages on his phone, and then one day. She gets a call back and it's his mom or something saying that He's the dead. guy had died. Yes, yeah, so she has to go to the funeral. And she goes, Well, at least it's a good reason to be ghosted. You know, the guy actually <laughs> dies. So yeah, I'm sure I mean, I'm sure it's happened. I'm sure it happened. I mean, it's not obviously it's not funny, but yeah, I'm sure it happens. If opposites attract, I'm sure you've heard that phrase before. Oh yeah. Why am I not dating a billionaire supermodel? Because that's not because that's not what they mean, Jack. <laughs> All oh, right, sorry if I misunderstood. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's what they mean. That's what they mean. Like if you, you know, if you really, um, you know, let's say, like, let's say, if she, um, if one, one of, one of the people is like really into museum and books and sci-fi, and the other person is just interested in like snorting coke on a Friday night and go to the club, you know, from Friday to Monday morning, that would be kind of a maybe an opposite, or like one is really calm and you know really quiet and the other one is really loud and you know loves to be the center of attention you know uh, i think that's more but 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 it would be nice though. i wouldn't mind meeting like a billionaire uh may not a model i don't like i don't really want to be with a model uh but yeah a billionaire very successful <laughs> man <laughs> that would be the opposite <laughs> you like like to be fair myself and karen are pretty opposite in some things you know but karen is quite Outspoken, anxious, like worry, a worrier. Whereas nowadays, um, it might surprise you. I'm pretty laid back um, when it comes to life. I suppose I, I, I've suffered. I've not suffered, but I've, I've worried too much um, over many, many years, and now I'm too old for this shit. Like I just, I don't care. Like who, who cares what your fucking neighbour thinks about your back garden or what time you're playing music to? Too old for this shit. I don't care. They don't care. Back and forth. So and people need to mind their own business as well. People are too much into each other's business and gardens, you know, and they really are. Would you ever date a songwriter? Like knowing that they would do an Adele and once you broke up, because it seems to be quite a common thing with you, Angie, that you break up with people, you know? Um, ah, they break up with me too, you know. Last one broke up with me. Uh, the audacity. The audacity. Uh, no, absolutely I would because you know what? I think... <laughs> A lot of people's fears, mine included, is that you go through life and then poof, nothing. Like no one even remembers you, no one misses you, nothing. Listen, if I, you know, I'm willing to, I, I, I'll go out with Adele. I would break her heart just so she break, like writes a song about me. Like that means that's it. Something goes on, and it, it's funny because um, last night when I was doing, I was doing like my a meditation before I went to bed. And I opened my eyes and I was so, I have this book from Louise Hay, which is called You Can Heal Your Life. And I was just, and I realized Louise Hay has passed. She's that she's dead. You know, I think she died a few years ago. And I was just like, I was like, I just had this moment of, this is insane because like I'm looking at that book and I'm like, but 
she has a legacy you know she has a book she has she's she's done a lot of stuff and even this other book this other author I love which is about you know um historical books from the 13th and 14th century um called Maurice Druyon, uh amazing writer and he's I'm pretty sure he's passed as well but his books are amazing I've read them I think I've read them all like five times like I just love it so those are I think that's that feeling of you know they kind of they've never let I, I, I feel it really touching when I see those books I'm like they, they're gone but they're not and I think if someone writes a song about you no matter how nasty they make you look I'm like just take it <laughs> just take this that's the best why not why not Again, it's just popped into my head. We live in a society now where you, you leave a digital legacy, per se. So you've got a Facebook, you've got a Twitter, you've got a podcast, you've got X, Y, and Z. So in future generations, you will be able to be found in inverted commas, but uh, Mozart, uh, Hitler, like these guys, <laughs> they left a legacy for either... Being talented, being the murderous, being X, Y, or Z. So they actually left a legacy for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas nowadays, I think it's just dead easy to do what we are doing: do a podcast, have a massive Facebook, have an Instagram. Is that like who? Like who cares? Yeah, but I think I think there's a difference, right? There's a difference between, um, you know. You have people legacy and something yeah, else. legacy, and then just you know, there's these accounts that, like, especially like you know, well, Instagram and Facebook as well. And you see those accounts, and all it says, all it screams is, Me, 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 look at me, I'm passing. And then you know, they, they're doing like a, a very sexy pose, and underneath is like this really spiritual, uh, spiritual post. I'm like, You just wanted a post about you, like, let's stop making it about God right here. <laughs> like, do you know, what I mean, like, I know, like, you're beautiful. You beautiful God, beautiful goddesses, all of you are like, you know, all the power to you. But I'm like, it's like there's there's there are accounts that are there to be uh now this is going into like more like spiritual stuff, which I know you say like it's not maybe not your thing, yeah, but like not for me. But but you know, you have people who are is they, they they just take your energy, you know? They're like look at like the Kardashians, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at my body, look at this the product I'm you know, it's all about them. And their body and their thing, what they represent, right? And they're making a fortune of it, right? A lot of people are just drawn to it. But then you have other accounts that are informational or entertaining. Now, that's what I'm interested in, you know, like, is it? But yeah, it's not all about just leaving. Um, yeah, I, I, I think the whole thing of like fame to be famous is, I find it very off putting. I don't think it's, you know, it makes me gag, really makes me gag. Um, but if you can make people laugh, if you can help them in some way, you know, it's it's, it's a bit it's different. But um, have you watched the show Colony? Uh, no, no. Okay, uh, well, I, I would recommend that because when you say about digital footprint, dun, 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 watch that show on Netflix. Yeah, I'll put it on. I'll put it on the list. Do you know the list that everybody's got? That's yeah. imaginary. Yeah, I'll put it on the list. Do you ever really get to that list? Uh, on the, my Netflix list, uh, yeah, I do actually. Well, not all of it because sometimes I'm like, no, I don't remember I, why I saved that. <laughs> <laughs> I never get to it, never, yeah. never ever. <laughs> in a relationship, although you're a dare, I'm a relationship person. Let's say we're polar opposites here. How long before you just drop a little fart? Like, is there a set time period, or is it just how how you feel? Like an on purpose fart? Yeah, let's call it on purpose, where you just go right here, listen. 
And that's you. <laughs> Listen, uh, whenever I've farted in front of someone, it's never been on purpose, trust me. Uh, so, but if it was on purpose, it would have to be part of like, a, like, you know, like, like with it, you know, joking, we were actually having a laugh. So, um, like almost like what I would want is like, say if I farted and it wasn't on purpose, I don't think I would do it on purpose unless he was really pissing me off. And I'd be like, here, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> but let's say if I, if I farted and it's not on purpose, I'd almost want him to go, oh, and I like give him a hug and then he just goes himself, like he farts as well, like as if, you know, hug the wind out of his stomach. <laughs> Why is this natural thing that almost seems to be the pinnacle of where you are in the relationship. It's just a it's just a fart, let's be honest. It makes a funny noise. As a man, it's never not going to be funny when somebody farts. I don't care where it is, when it is. If you if you're in church, if you're at the cinema, if you're in the shop, if you walk past somebody and you hear that noise, it's funny. Why is it such a taboo when it comes to being in a relationship? Well, I think it's more like when it's a smelly one. Right, okay. It might smell bad, but like I've got a cat. <laughs> I've got a cat that shits inside. I pick up my, oh, yeah, my dog's yeah, yeah. my dog's poo. And their farts as well. Why why does it matter? I think it's like it's a just I, gas. It's natural. I, it is yeah, it is actually. We all fart every day as well, several times a day. I mean, I definitely farted today. So uh, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> there were there were loud ones. Um but I think <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> <worry>. <laughs> Um I think it's kind of almost like you don't want to maybe as a woman, like I don't want my partner to look at me and thinking poo. I don't know, like, oh she goes poo and she farts. Like I don't know why. I mean, I guess it depends who it is as well. I mean, some guys are also a little bit double standard where, like, they'll fart, but, you know, God forbid that you do. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's why it's hard when you have, like, your first weekend away because it can be, you know, it can be really uncomfortable when you're holding <laughs> holding on to all that gas and, you know, and you're constipated because you don't want to go to the toilet, you know, when he's, you know, and it's silly. Then you're going at it and you get that wee fanny fart, that wee... Oh, dearie me. I never thought we'd be speaking about Fanny Farm, to be honest with you. <laughs> Is dating just like a data collection exercise to figure out, I don't like this person, or I do like this person? Is that all it is? Recon, we called it earlier. Yeah, I think it's definitely, I mean, for me, that's basically, it is like, is qualifying someone. And it sounds like it sounds really like calculated, but it's not. It's like I, it's the it's it's almost the, the one time that you have a chance to actually find out what that person is about. Not a lot, because obviously you have it takes a long time to really get to know someone. But especially for for me as a woman, I like to take my time at the beginning and just go on dates because the minute you have like intimacy, it kind of it kind of messes up with you know my feel good hormones, and you can't really see the red flags. You know, red flags suddenly become very cute, and then they're not. So um, I think yeah, I think it's fi- it's finding out a bit how someone thinks, especially when you just let them talk. And I had this; it happened to me actually this week where uh, I, last week I really I had a really great first date, and the second date was like. No, I was like, wow, that was like... Yeah, I do think the second day is probably the more of the decider than the first one. No, is that... Again, I'm not... I don't go on a lot of dates, but the second one, that's when you go, oh, wait a minute. I don't... No, not a fan of that. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that's the case then, yeah? So should we just call dating a sex interview? You mentioned intimacy there. No, definitely not sex interview. I mean, I guess like it's like, you know, it's whether they qualify for sex because it's is like... That a, is that a really man thing to say there? Sorry. No, no, but it's like, it's what like whether they qualify because you kind of like, I don't want to just let anyone into my space. Like it's like, you know, near my body and in my body. Like I, I like to like find out that this is an okay person, a good person. Um, but I think it's more like for me, it's more like a relationship interview at this stage of my life because I'm like, you know, I'm I am looking for commitment, and so I want like I'm just listening to them and see, you know, and I can tell a lot of but a lot of the things that they say, whether they are in, you know, uh, you know how they think, how they look at life, you know, and if they are looking for commitment or not, you know. Is there anything that you look out for specifically when you're having a conversation with somebody? Is it is it language? Is it body language? Is is there anything that you've got your eyes on? Or is it just a, a feeling you get that, no, this guy is fucking mental or whatever? Yeah, I mean, there'll be things like they say, they're like, whoa. But for me, like what I'm looking for, the only way I can explain this is that, so let's say there's three different zones you can connect with someone, right? You can connect with like intellectually, head to head, and you just have, it's basically like an interview, right? Those are like the really boring dates for me. It's like, oh my God, snooze city, right? And then you have the... Something else or something else, something else, right? Which is like you feel this really strong attraction and you're like, you know, and that's usually not a good sign <laughs> sometimes. I mean, just, just when it's just like strong chemistry because you're not really thinking straight, right? And then you have the other one, which is more like belly to belly, which is more, like, which is rare, which is like, I've had this like not long ago. I'm going to go on a second date, so I will tell it, you know, if the, how, how it goes. But um, where it was like, I barely remember what we spoke about, but we had like, it was like, I really enjoyed the way he's, how his brain worked, but I, I don't know if he's got siblings. I don't know if he was married in the past. Like, I've no idea. I, I don't remember those things. We didn't talk about those things either, but it was more like we talked about, you know, crazy stuff like UFOs. And then we talked about life in general, just different things. You know, it was just like, it felt like I got to know his, his essence more. We spoke about we spoke about we spoke about a lot of stuff, but I don't really remember everything. But like, um, for example, he also likes dancing. I like dancing, which is great. But like, I mean, so I, I remember a few bits, but it was just more like I, I felt like I got to know him more than if I had like also oh, where did you grow up and how many siblings and you know where do you work, what do you do. You know what I mean? Like, I know what he does, but we didn't talk about work. Like, you know, I, I didn't want to talk about work to be perfectly honest. So yes. Um, I got, it felt more like what I would call belly to belly. You get to know someone on that level a bit more. And then I, and, 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 you know, and then I felt like really attracted. Unfortunately, I need to speak to somebody else in five minutes. What we do is I ask everybody the same question, Angie. Um, have you ever seen a baby pigeon? I Googled it because I didn't right. know how sweet it is. <laughs> ugly. And there's some other animals, yeah, and then it, and then it comes up with other animals, and you've got a, uh, I did like I Google the ugliest baby animals, and look at wombat, <laughs> look at wombat baby, a baby wombat is like it is frightening, and a baby, I don't know how you pronounce it, baby ai, it's probably from Australia. Oh yeah, I know what an ai is. Oh my god, a baby wombat is fucking disgusting. I know, and Jesus. a baby, a baby mole rat. Look at a baby mole rat. It is whoa. No way. And of course, the winner would be the blobfish. Though the blobfish is just awful, even oh, as an adult. Yeah, everybody knows. Everybody knows the old blobfish. <laughs> yeah. Baby pigeons—they're not bad. They're a bit fluffy and fat. 
Like that's the first time I've ever seen a baby pigeon by googling it. There, I never thought to Google it before, like doing this. <laughs> but like when they just come out, like, it, uh, oh, yeah, I don't know. But I, it's definitely it's like it's got huge eyes, a weird beak, and it's just like um, it's just. I mean, it, I kind of think all birds are like that when they come out of the shell, but with the the eyes and the beak and the no skin and the neck. I mean, it's not like a baby kitten. You know, a, a pigeons are disgusting as well, Angie. Sorry. Oh, like, I know they really are. They're like rats with wings. Are you in London? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So they're all. Yeah, so terrible. you must get fucking millions of them. They're disgusting. They really are. Right. I really enjoyed this conversation, Angie. I just I was celebrating and I hit my my microphone arm there. So if you got any sort of feedback, I do apologise. Oh no, I didn't. Quite the interview. As a member of Quite a Thing Media, which I run, which is good. Hosted on Captivate, recorded on Squadcast, and arranged on Matchmaker. Angie, where can people find you? I will put a link to your Apple and Spotify. Yeah, so my web, uh, my podcast is 12 for this shit, and it's sh asterisk t uh, for shit. And you can find if you want to. I teach you know how to podcast uh, for like you know, especially if you're a technophobe, um, how to get your podcast out there. I really love helping others doing that, and that's on learnpodcasting.online. Or you can go to my website, which is angie-s.com. So angie, A-N-G-I-E-S.com. That's it. Yeah, that is magic. Yeah, that says really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you so much. We'll speak to you soon. Cheers. Bye-bye. That was a Quite the Thing media production.